I am excited today to be bringing you the word of God. God has laid the word upon my heart that I trust is going to bless you. And I would like us to open our Bibles to the book of Psalms. Psalms chapter 124. We are going to read verse 1 to verse 8. Psalm 124. Verse 1 to 8. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let Israel say now, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up against us, they would have swallowed us alive. When their wrath was kindled against us, then the waters, then the waters would have overwhelmed us. The stream would have gone over our soul. Then the swollen waters would have gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord who has not given us as a prey to their teeth. Our soul has escaped as a bird from the snare of the fowler. The snare is broken, and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. I want to read it one more time. Psalm 124, verse 1 to 8. If the Lord had not been... If, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let Israel say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us alive. When their wrath was kindled against us, then the waters would have overwhelmed us. The stream would have gone over our soul. Then the swollen waters would have gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord who has not given us as a prey, to, to their teeth. Our soul has escaped as a bird from the snare or the trap of the fowler. The snare is broken and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Let us hear that passage in Luganda. Singa mukama sey ali kuludda rafe abantu bwe batugolokokerako bandi tumize nga tuchali balamu obusungu bwabwe lwe bwabubuka bwe rwabubukirako bwe rwatububukirako amazi gandi tu twali deddala mukoka yandi ise kumemeza fe amazi agamalala gandi ise kumeme ya fe mukama yebaziwe Atugo, atatugabude, em, atatugabude kubamere, elia manyoga abwe. Ememe ya fe, ewonye, nga enyonyi mumutegogomo, guaba yizi, guaba teze. Emutego, omutego gukutuse, na fetuonye. Okubela okwa fekulimu, dinyari ya mukama, e yakola e gulunensi. Amen. Let's pray. Katsabe. Father, we want to thank you for your word and the reading of it. Holy Spirit, we pray that you will guide us in all truth for our encouragement, for our nourishment, for our strengthening, Lord, as we assemble this morning, Lord, to honor and to glorify your name. 
As the church that you bought with your precious blood and called it to your soul. May it please you, Lord, to speak through us. Send us preaching power, O God. Your name may be glorified in all that is said and done. For the glory of your name and the expansion of the kingdom. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed, believing. Amen. Amen. Once again, you're welcome to church, our friends who have just joined us. I have a message that I have titled, If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, if it had not been the Lord on our side, like we have already observed, the times have been hard. Times have been tough. Lots of losses have been made in almost every aspect of life. To begin with in the financial, businesses, businesses. people have lost jobs. Some have lost business. Others have been so damaged. Others have lost their health. Some even their life. Families have been affected. Churches also have been battered hard. Communities and governments have been affected. Everywhere you look, you see havoc. Wherever you put your eye, you see a reason to be sad. A reason to be, to be afraid. But I want to tell you that in the midst of all of that, there was one grand scheme. Whether the devil brought COVID or not, he was happy that it came because of the evil it brought up among children of men. I want to also say from the very outset that do not be so sad that this has happened. Because one thing I know, God uses everything for the good of those who love him. Even what the enemy means for evil, the Lord can use it for good everywhere you look. A lot of damage has been done. But the scriptures say, what you meant for evil, the Lord has used it for good. The saving of many lives. Even in this dark period, there has been a silver lining to it. Through crisis, it is said that men are more open to Christ. We have shared the gospel with some. And they have believed and got saved. You will continue to see many of them here. So that was also a score. While the devil was at work to bring ruin, destruction. The enemy above him was at work. The, the Lord above him was at work to bring about the strengthening of the church and the building of it. I know that many of you have learned how to stand on the word of God. Where there is no one to encourage you, you have learned to listen to the Lord. You have learned to stand on the word of God.
learned to set your personal time to pray to God. You have learned to set aside the time to fast without hearing it from the pulpit. You have learned to make time to go into the word of God and read it. The Lord has used this also to strengthen you. So even in the midst of this, the Lord has been with us. The Lord has been with you. Where there has been so much happening around us that is negative. There has been much within us that is positive. For some of us we may ask Pastor Dennis. How is it that the Lord has been with me? I've lost business. business I've lost, I, I was laid off. My family is at the verge of collapse. Marriage. Everything around me has suffered. You are not alone. There has been one before you who was in the same situation. This man was called Gideon. Gideon, in his time, the Philistines were ruling them hard. They would invade Israel, beat them hard. Take their food and take their women and children. Such was the state of affairs that men lived in hiding with fear on every side, terror within, because of the havoc or the wrath of the Philistines. And then the angel of the Lord comes to Gideon. Judges chapter 6. And the first thing he tells him. He assures him. Mighty man of valor. The Lord is with you. Can you listen to that? How is the Lord with me? With all of this that has happened around us. Maybe you're in the same boat and asking this morning as I said the Lord is with you. How is the Lord with me? For many of us we ask where is the Lord in all of this? The world has so changed. God has been thrown out of every place public space. God has been thrown out of the schools. Don't, don't teach those Bible things here. God has been thrown out of society. Oh, please do not rub this God, God thing in our faces. God has been thrown out of every institution, government. God has been thrown out even of our homes. There is no time for fellowship. But when this disaster strikes, the first thing we ask is where was God in all of this? We had thrown him out. And then we wonder where was he. But I want to tell you, just Jesus said, you did not choose me, I chose you. You did not seek me, I came after you. Even when we throw him out, he never completely forsakes us. 
hours. The Bible says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will be with you even in the waters. They will not take you. Even in the fires, they will not consume you. I will be with you. I will stay. I'm a God who stays next to my people. Just as he has stayed with you. You know, when the, the tsunami hit the Indonesian coast in 2000-something, so much was done. A lot of ruin and havoc. Many people died. But then this one miracle happened. You can Google it and find it out. A baby was found lying on a mattress alive. Adults had been swept and killed, building cars. People were on the beach. But God left a mark of his presence even in that chaos. A baby was found alive on the mattress. A helpless baby who could have saved that baby. Another story said of a young girl who was a teenager going out with her friends. The mom told her, remember to go with the Lord. And then with her friends, she said, there is no room for God in the, in the, in, in the car except maybe in the trunk behind. And then as they drove very fast, the car was caught in an accident. All of them died. Surprisingly, a tray of eggs was found intact without one even as much as cracked. This tray of eggs was in the trunk where the girl had said, there God should sit. Do you get the point? The presence of the Lord is most important. In every aspect of life, in business and in life, in marriage and family, in work and everything, even in marriage, even in ministry, Moses said that Lord, unless you go with us, don't send us even a mile further. If you don't go with us, don't send us. He knew the importance of the Lord being with you. Things are bound to happen to break in our hands anytime. There is a law, the so-called swords law or Murphy's law. That if anything bad will happen, if it can happen, it will happen at the worst possible time. Disaster can happen any time without warning. How are you going to fix it if the Lord is not with you? How are you going to go about it when they call you suddenly your child has been burned? Suddenly they call you the house has been caught with fire. When they give you the report, suddenly you have cancer or the other, any other sickness or disease. 
What are you going to do if the Lord is not with you? If the Lord is not on your side, the ever-present help in times of need, who is there to comfort us when we are down, to lift us up when we are down? That is why many lose their minds. Some collapse before the doctor and they die. Some collapse wherever they receive the bad news from. Because the comforter is not with them to comfort them in that hour of trial. But I want to assure you, child of God, the Lord is with you. And the first evidence of that is that you are alive and are in his presence today. The scriptures say if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let Israel say if it had not been the Lord who had been on our side, and then Israel asks, what evidence is there to show the Lord is on our side? That is the burden of the rest of this chapter. If the Lord had not been on our side, when, the, when men rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us alive. When their wrath was kindled against us, then the waters would have overwhelmed us. The streams would have gone over our soul. The swollen waters would have gone over our soul. Number one, I want to speak to you about the enemy and his desire. If the Lord is not with you, now these are men, but we believers in the church today, our enemy are not the men. They are just instruments or gloves on the hands of our chief ultimate enemy who is the devil. The Bible says that the devil is the enemy of our souls. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. And if the Lord had not been with us, the enemy has a desire. But first of all, he exists to wreak to havoc in your life. One of the greatest deceptions that the enemy has put into the minds of even Christians is for them not to think that he exists. For them to think that it's not the devil. There is no such a thing as the devil. It's for them to take him out of the picture and think it's just, you know... Things are happening by random chance. His greatest deception is to masquerade like he doesn't exist. When you don't know the enemy, you will not know how to fight. You won't know who even to fight. Many people are tearing their families, their marriages. They think it is their husband, their wife. They think it is their parent who's being, you know, not understanding and all of that. We are fighting one another. Unaware of our enemy. Who is using men? Who is using world systems? Who is using 
using things in nature. And therefore our fighting is very misguided. And very, very weak. We are fighting people. We are fighting the government. We are fighting whoever. We are fighting our landlord. We are fighting our boss. Fighting my neighbor. So the enemy is hiding, but he is the one at work pulling the ropes. Scripture is very clear that ultimately our enemy, the enemy of our souls, is the devil. This calls us to spiritual warfare. To constantly live a life of war, of battle. In prayer and in the word. In fasting and walking in love. In personal holiness and obedience. Constantly we should be engaged in spiritual warfare. Ephesians chapter 6 tells us of an armor. The armor of God that he gives to us. He wouldn't give us the armor if there was no war to fight. Unfortunately, many Christians are Christians of events. They are Christians of church. Just when there is the church service is when he remembers even to look at his Bible. There are Christians of there is a prayer and praise rally, then they go. They are Christians of events. Those things are good, but they are not enough. Spiritual warfare must be a daily thing. You daily come to the word of God. You daily pray as the Lord instructs us. Pray. Give us this day our daily bread. Meaning that prayer is for every day. I often tell you about Mike Tyson who was the world heavyweight boxing champion in the 90s. Mike Tyson was so used to taking out his open opponents with the KO. Knock out when you go into the, the fight to, to watch Mike Tyson he used to play in Madison Square and he walked out just to go to the washrooms he would come back when the game is over the guy is down Tyson has taken him down Tyson was training hard he had stamina and everything. But over time, he got so used to taking down his opponents with KOs. In the first rounds. And then comes Evander Holyfield. Evander Holyfield knew how to dodge Tyson's KOs. And then he takes him into a second round, a third round. Tyson begins to get tired because he's not used to many rounds. Tyson gets tired and becomes violent. He cuts his wires. He bites his ear. In that week in America, all cookies were like an ear that had someone had, had Beaten. It was news. Tyson, the world's heavyweight boxing champion, just bites a man. Why? Because Tyson was not used to going long rounds. Evander wore him down. Even though he was strong. Even though he was all that he was. His fighting had become so weak. That is the same way most of us Christians are. 
we are all the time looking for a KO. For next month, we have prayer and fasting. We are going to give the devil a KO. The devil is not going to wait for you next month. He is going to bother you daily and he will weigh you down even so much that you won't even get into the prayer you are supposed to be building your spiritual muscles daily you don't eat food even if you have a great dish you don't say that I've eaten very well today I will eat again next month by next month you will be weak and malnourished you need to keep eating daily now I want to say this we have a war to fight a spiritual war to fight and we have a spiritual enemy to fight but we also have spiritual weapons to fight the war don't be a casualty of the war. Financial issues should first of all be handled in prayer. Family and marriage issues handle them in prayer first. It is often said that marriage is so delicate, handle with prayer. Some of you handle with the punches, you handle with words, you handle with all kinds of things. We should know how to fight. Amen. Amen. We have an enemy who is out to get you. Scripture says that he is on the pro seeking for whom to devour. And listen, the Bible says in John chapter 10 verse 10, a thief comes not but to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Have you had anything like to wound? The enemy never comes to put a wound on you. Every time he shows up, execute one of the three to kill, to steal, to destroy. Therefore, I want to thank God so much. Some of you who have been victims of his attacks on your life, probably you have been wounded, but he, he had meant to destroy you. Therefore, the Lord has been with you. If your business is wounded, the Lord God has been with you because the enemy had meant to destroy it. If your health has been wounded, praise the Lord who has been with you for the enemy meant to take it. We have had so many people, even young girls in church during this season who have fallen pregnant. That is not good, but praise the Lord who has been with you, the enemy meant to do something worse than that. Do you feel any difficulty, any pain in any area of your life? The Lord has been with you, for had he not been you cannot imagine what would have been done. Amen. Amen. That is why the scriptures go on to say Blessed be the name of the Lord. Bless the Lord. Yes, you are sick. Bless the Lord. Yes, you are in debt, heavily indebted, but bless the Lord. Yes, you have this trouble, the other trouble, bless the Lord. Yes, you have this going on in your life, but bless the Lord for 
is with you. Had he not been with you, you cannot imagine what the enemy men should do and would have done. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 4 says that even a, a living dog is better than a dead lion. Therefore there is hope for the living. If you are still alive and God has given you life, you are the candidate for his blessing. You are the candidate for his deliverance. You are the candidate for his salvation. You are the candidate for the job. Jobs do not go to the dead, they come to the living. You are the candidate for that debt to be paid. The dead do not pay their debts, the living. Your marriage, your family will be healed and will be strengthened because the Lord has kept you alive. Why would he keep you alive unless he had some plan to fulfill in your life? There are so many who have gone, who have been taken in the season. Mightier, richer, wiser, and everything more than you. In countries bigger than us, richer, stronger in every way, our seniors. Why has the Lord kept us? Why has the Lord preserved Uganda with only 70 days of COVID? Why do you think the Lord has kept you alive? It is so that he may work his blessings. His good works should be shown in your life. The psalmist said, I will not die, I will live, that I may declare the praises, the works of the Lord in the land of the living. The works of the Lord are going to be seen in your life. You ought to praise him for those things. Praise him for the business he's yet to bring in your life. Praise him for the door he's yet to open for you. Praise him for the healing he's yet to bring your way. Praise him for every good thing the Lord is yet to do in your life. He has kept you alive for that. There is hope only for the living. Therefore the scriptures call us to praise. There is the enemy with his desire which is to kill, to steal and to destroy. But I introduce you to the Lord and his deliverance. The Lord is here to deliver you. He is here to save you. He is with you to save you. He is with you not simply to pass time. He is with you to effect his plans and his purposes in your life. The Lord is here to deliver. Listen to what the scriptures say. Blessed be the Lord who has not given us as prey to their teeth. Our soul has escaped as a bird from the snare of the fowler. The snare has, is broken and we have escaped. 
The Lord is with you to deliver you. Yes, you have gone through so much. The scriptures say in Psalm chapter, chapter 34 verse 19 Many are the afflictions of the righteous but the Lord delivers him out of them how many of them does the Lord deliver him from? He delivers him out of them all. There is going to be a time in your life when you look at the walls of today and they will be like waters under the bridge. You will only look at them and say, Ebenezer, this far the Lord has brought me. The scriptures say it is the Lord who brings war to seas even to the ends of the world. The scripture says of David that the Lord gave him rest from all his wars. David, like you, a fellow believer, also went through so much in his life. Pressed and chased by Saul, hunted on every side. But the time came when the Lord, the scriptures say in Samuel, that the Lord gave him rest from all his wars. Child of God, take heart. A time is coming when the Lord is going to give you rest from the battles of today. You will have other kinds of battles to fight, but not these ones. For the Lord will bring you out of them all. That says the Lord in his word. The Lord is the God of deliverance. With me, his mighty hand, he works deliverance for his people. Listen to what the scriptures go on to say. Our soul has escaped as the body from the snare of the fowler. When I was young, we used to try to trap pigeons. We would put, we would dig a hole, put in some rice leading, a trail of rice leading into the, the hole. Something and then a brick and then a, 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 a stick would hold it with a rope. We would trap the pigeons. I don't remember any time we caught a pigeon and it escaped. I don't remember it. The only ones that escaped are the ones who did not enter the trap. I don't remember any that entered and simply escaped. But the scriptures have said our souls has, have escaped as a bird. It can only be the Lord who has made you escape. It can only be the Lord who will make you to escape. The deliverance of the Lord. The hand of the Lord. Why are you fighting with the people? Your salvation is not in them. You're fighting people, you're fighting governments, you're fighting the leaders, you're fighting your spouses, you're fighting your friends, you're fighting whoever. Your salvation is going to come from the Lord. And listen to what the scriptures go on to say. The snare has broken. The Lord not only delivers you, He even goes on to break the snare. If I found you working at something and I confiscated your tool, 
Well, you would think for now I'm not going to work, but later on he may give me back the tool. But if I break the tool and crush it in your sight, then you know it will be a long time before you resume work again, or probably never. The Lord is in the business of not only delivering but also breaking the traps. Romans chapter 8 verse 3 to 4. The scripture said that the power of sin has been broken. You are no longer in the traps of sin. You are over sin. You can master it. You can master temptation. As the Lord said to, 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 to the guy in Eden that master, sin is crouching at your door, but master it. Psalm 3 verse 7 says, the Lord has broken the teeth of the wicked. He breaks him so that he doesn't even have the power to make harm on you. The Lord says in Psalm 37 verse 14 to 15 the arrow of the wicked has been broken. Verse chapter, chapter 37 of Psalms verse 17 says the hand of the wicked the Lord has broken. The Lord not only delivers, He goes on to break the instruments of danger. To assure you, you need not to fear anymore. Some people are delivered, but they remain within the clause of fear. Maybe it may come back again. They fear about the past experiences. I'm not sure, maybe it may come back again. The Lord holds the instrument in your hands and says, I've even broken it, don't fear it again. So that the scriptures may be fulfilled that whom the Lord says, whom the Son sets free, is free indeed. The Lord does not give partial deliverance or partial freedom. His freedom, His deliverance is complete. He not only delivers you from the situation, he also delivers you from the fear of it. Some of you are thinking you are held in captivity of things that happened to you in the past. You fear to stand out, to be bold, to raise your shoulders, to, to do things for the Lord because sometime in the past you did something and the compliment was bad, not even a compliment, the statement they said was bad. It damaged you, it crushed you, and you are still living under the burden of that thing. I don't think I can make it. The Lord removes that also and said, walk on ahead. The Lord breaks the trap, the hand, the teeth, the arrows, the power of sin, everything that you have feared, the Lord says the way is cleared. Through the Son has set free, is free indeed. Walk in and live life. 
Serve him in your community. Don't fear the words of those who say, Tell them you know about my past. But the Lord has given me a new life and a future. Scripture says that there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Yes, they know ABCD that you did. And they remind you of it all. But when the devil reminds you of your past, remind him of his future. He doesn't have a future and he shudders, he trembles in fear when he thinks about the future. Because his future is bleak, it's hell. Only you, child of God, has a future because the Lord has set you free and you are free indeed. His deliverance is complete. Listen to verse 8. It goes on to say, Our help is in the name of the Lord. He not only delivers his people, he goes on to walk them into a place of help. Now, so many of you are saying, Pastor, okay, the Lord may deliver me. But how is he going to do it? Where is he going to start from? I don't have anyone who knows me. I don't have anyone rich in my family. I don't have this. I don't have that. Verse 8 says, Our help is in the name of the Lord. Our help is not in the power of the scientists. Like I've already told you, nations that have greater scientists than we have, have suffered more than we have. We, don't th- we, we are not happy for that. Our help is not in anything else but in the name of the Lord. And when he is out to deliver, he works a complete deliverance. He not only took them out of Egypt, he also led them through the Red Sea, through the wilderness, and took them into Canaan that they may inherit the promise God is not going to leave you on the way. He will see to it that he reaches you into the destination for which he saved you. That is with regard to every aspect of your life. God is going to take you to a place, to a land that he had in mind when he took you out. The, The process in between could be painful could be confusing. You don't understand like he told Abraham, simply move. God sometimes stands with you on one mountain peak and points you to the next mountain peak and tells you that's where you're going to be. But he tells you nothing of the intervening uh, valley of time in between and difficulties and challenges and all of that. The, the things come to us and we say, oh, we shudder, we cry, oh, I'm dead, I'm all of that. The Lord knew that if he had told you that, you would have, God, not me, someone else. 
When God calls us even to ministry, things begin to become so tight. And you say, if God had told me then, I wouldn't have gotten. Even marriage begins sweet relationships. You feel butterflies in the storm. You feel things all the time. But then the time comes when the rubber meets the road. And you say, oh my God, had I known, I wouldn't have got into this. That doesn't mean the Lord is not with you. Scripture says he's faithful who began a good work to finish it. bring it a completion. Stick in there. Sorry? Stick in there. Hold your faith. Keep your trust. It's not going to be easy. It has been said that he never told us that it will be easy. He only said that he will be with us. And at the end he will be able to speak like Paul. I have found a good fight. I have won the race, run the race. I have kept the faith. It means nothing was easy about it at all. But victory is guaranteed for those who look to the Lord. The scripture says, the scriptures say that he who won the grave trust in me I have overcome the world. Amina. Amen. That in this world there will be a lot of affliction. But they will trust in me. Ne, Why? Ne, ne I have overcome. Therefore, I will lead you also to victory. The Lord's deliverance is complete. And then you want to know who is it that is delivering me. Who is this one that is going to give me victory? Who is this one that is going to do ABCD pastor you have said? And the Bible lays down. You know a few days back I had someone who got into trouble just for asking about someone's credentials. You remember that story, eh? By show of hand, if you remember that story, someone asked for someone's credentials. And they say, Who are you to ask the credentials? There is someone here who is not afraid to tell us his credentials. He lays them down even before you ask them. Scripture says, Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. He gives you the credentials of the one who is going to save you and to deliver you. He is the one who made heaven and earth. How did he make heaven and earth? Can we go back into the scriptures? Just by his word. He spoke things and they came into being. Psalm 33 verse 6 it says. By the word of the Lord the heavens were made. And all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. I speak to you who is wondering how the Lord is going to deliver you to help you, to save you. What is he going to use? Where is he going to start from? The same way he made the heavens and the earth. 
by his word the same way he's going to help you njogera eri gwabadde yebuzanti katonda agenda chikolatia mungeri yemuje yachikolamwera watu wagendo chikolatia he speaks things into existence yayogera bwogeze bintu nebiba let there be peace sekaberewe mirembe let there be healing lekaberewe okona let there be prosperity lekaberewe okulakulana let there be strength lekaberewe amanyi let there be anything name it what you are praying for we buli chiona chiweri nyacho nacho badosa he creates it even by the power of his 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 word yatonda kitonde nebigambo byakamwake amina amen the one who is wondering what am I, who knows me who is going to connect me blah blah ah, you don't have to ask all of that our help is in the name of the lord who made the heavens and the earth he has the power to call things out of nothing. says that he calls things which are not as though they are. You cannot see it with your eyes. It doesn't mean he doesn't have it. The, the, the servant of Elijah, Elijah said to him, when they were in Sankot, the armies of the, I think the Philistians, Elijah said, Elisha, and he said, may God open your eyes to see the whole army of heaven which is around us to defend us. God opened their eyes to see the entire army of, of heaven, the angels who had come to fight for them. They by far outnumbered the army of the enemy. We have a greater army on our side. We have a greater help on our side. We have a great salvation on our side. It is by far greater in degree and in number than what the enemy has to work havoc in our lives. Therefore, praise the Lord. Have no reason to fear, to worry, to be caught in all of those. Praise the Lord, as verse 6 has said, praise be to the name of the Lord. And I want to finish on that note. We are going to praise the Lord who has been with us. No matter what things have been wounded and damaged, he has prevented the worst from happening. He is with us. He is with us to deliver us. He is going to deliver you and he breaks the, the arrow, he breaks the power of the wicked. And he is going to lead you to the destination. Because that is what he promises in his word.